This is KMTT, this is Ezra Beck, and this is the weekly shir on Parshat Tashavua. This week's parsha is Parshat Bahalotra. The beginning of the parsha, after the very first section, which deals with uh, a rather enigmatic section, which deals with lighting the Menorah, uh, all of Hashem asks, why is it even mentioned here? What does that have to do with what's going on? The next section is about the entrance of the Levi'im, Shebet Levi, into the service of God. This is a continuation of last week's parasha, which had the census of the Levi'im. It began in Bamidbar, but in, mostly in Pashat Naso. You have a census of the Levi'im and the switching of the Levi'im with the Bechorot. And you might have thought that we basically finished the topic. They've been switched with the Bechorim, with the firstborn. So now they're Levi'im. But the final uh, action is actually taking place here, where um, uh, the beginning of the parasha, God says to Moshe, Kach et halavim, mitoch b'nei Yisrael, v'ti harta otam. Apparently for the levim to be levim, there's an inauguration ceremony. The switching with the b'chorim, with the firstborn, merely uh, made them intended, just like the b'chorim beforehand didn't actually do anything yet. So they put them on the line to become service of the levim, but now they need an inauguration ceremony. And the inauguration ceremony begins with the word v'ti harta otam. You should purify them. And there's a way that that's done. Hazei alehem mechatat. They should be sprinkled with, with mechatat, with, with water. Uh, and they bring a certain korban. There's a, there's a procedure that they have to do. And then it says the following. V'ikrafta et halveyim lifnei ol mo'ed. You should bring them close. L'hakriv. Now of course l'hakriv. In everybody's mind. Is a word that's taken from korbanot, from sacrifices. So, of course, the word sacrifice in English is a totally different meaning than the word korban in Hebrew. Korban in Hebrew means to bring close. It doesn't mean to give up something, to sacrifice. But still, the word korban is a very common technical word. Surely, after reading all of Sefer Vayikra in the last few weeks, you should bring the Levim close to all Moed. The entire Jewish people should be present. Notice we're repeating the same thing. You should bring the Levim close before God. And the Jewish people should, I don't know how this is done exactly, it's a little complicated, but the Jewish people in some way rest their hands, they do smicha on on the Levim. And Aharon, who is a Kohen, should raise up or should wave. Literally, Ladif means to wave. Aharon should wave the Levim and a waving before God from Bnei Yisrael from within B'nai Yisrael, or from B'nai Yisrael, and then, and now they can serve the service of God. La'avod et avodat Hashem. I translate the word la'avod, to serve, we sometimes instinctually mean, we say to work, but it's missing the point. In, in Eved, avod is Eved, it's not like hard work. It's not melacha or sweat. It's, la'avod is to serve somebody or something. So here it says, to serve the service of God. I'm skipping Pasuk Yudbet, which is about the bringing of the Korbanot that they brought, and then you have a Pasuk Yudgimel, which seems to repeat itself. Except that it's written completely differently. 
You should stand the Levim. doesn't say to bring them close. It says stand the Levim before Aaron and before his sons. Aaron has two sons who are also called him. You should wave them a waving to God. So notice that in Pasuk Yud Aleph it says that Aharon should wave the Kohanim before God. From the Jews. I know that's bad English. Tznufa includes the meaning of to give. You, you raise them up. So it's, you should raise and wave them from the Bnei Yisrael. But that's what Aaron is doing. Here it says that they stand in front of Aaron, and you, meaning Moshe, should wave them. So in one case they're waved before God from the Jews, and in one case they're waved before Aaron. Um, it appears a third time, two psukim later, Pasuk Tedvav, it says, uh, and you should wave them. So the truth is, Rashi brings a pshat that this refers to the three different classes of the Vim. Kahad, uh, Gershon, and Marari. So it says it three times. It's unnecessary to write it three times. But that's how Rashi explains this particular thing. But I'm interested in, this is the background to the next Pesukim. Pasuk Tetzayim. And that, we're in Perekhet, Pasuk Tetzayim. Why are you doing all this? Why are you bringing the Levim to serve God? Ki! Nitunim, nitunim, heimali mitoch b'nei Yisrael. For they are given, given meaning absolutely given. They, they're delivered over. Nitunim, nitunim. They are, they've been delivered and bound and signed and delivered. To me, who's speaking? God. They have been delivered to me. Mitoch b'nei Yisrael. They've been delivered, God says, the Levim have been given over to me from within the Jewish people. This is in place of the uh, firstborn, the opening of the womb of the firstborn of all of the Jews. I have taken them to me. Of course, we all remember that the Bechos, the firstborn, belong to God. Kadesh li kol Becho. So we, before that, God owned the firstborn, and now I've taken them, or they have been given to me, in place of the Bechot. There is a small, I don't know if I'm going to refer to this even, but there's a small difference between the beginning of the Pasuk and the end of the Pasuk, an interesting difference. For they are given over to me from within the Jews. In place of the Bechot, I have taken them. It says they were given, and it says I have taken. Now, of course, there's a difference between whether the Levim were given to God or taken by God. You can do both, but there's a difference. I'll keep that in mind. The point in point it, it says here, what, who are the Levim? Nitunim, Nitunim, Hema, Li. They have been given by the Jews, Mitoch B'nei Yisrael, they've been given by the Jews, to God. Three Pesukim later, Pasuk Yutet, it says, Va'etzna et halvim, I, God is speaking, I will give the Levim, Nitunim, the same word, delivered, Given over. Nitunim la'aron ulevanav mitoch b'nei Yisrael. I have given the Levim to Aaron and his sons from within the Jewish people. Lavod et avodat b'nei Yisrael ba'oel mo'ed. They should do the, the work or the service of b'nei Yisrael. One time it says they do the service of God. 
which means to serve God. And one time it does, it says they do the service of B'nai Israel, which doesn't mean to serve B'nai Israel, but the service that the Jews are supposed to do. But at least literally, the phrase has been changed. They were given, the, the, the Levims do the service of God, Me'et B'nai Israel, and then later it says, they've been given to me, and one time it says, and I've given them to Aaron to do the service of the Jewish, of the Jewish people. We have here two different, in, within very close proximity. At least in one point it's an explicit contradiction. Who do the Levim belong to? I understand the question might, in some sense, uh, you might find it objectionable. Wait a minute, who says they belong to anybody? Since when do people belong to people? Uh, or to anything? And we all belong to God, but... What is it really trying to say? But, um, okay, but that's what it says. There are only two answers to this question. One time it says that they are given to God, they are delivered unto God. I have taken them to myself, and their purpose is their purpose is to do the service of God, perform the service of God. They serve God, so they belong to God. And just three psukim later it says, the Leviim are given to the Kohanim. They belong to the Kohanim from the Jews. I have given, this is a contradiction in the Pasuk, I, God, have given them from the Jews. Not for myself. I've given the Levium to Avon, meaning I've arranged for the Levium to be given to Avon by the Jews. The Jews give the Levium to Aaron, not to God, in order to do the work of the B'nai Yisrael They've taken the place of, they're doing, they're doing the work imposed upon the Jewish people, they're doing it in their place. To complete the picture, I'm going to take a quick look in Parshat Korach, a few weeks down the line, because they're also... It takes place in Pashat Balot Cha, but there is a summary of what just took place in Pashat Korach. As the consequence of the whole story of Korach and the Bnei Levi who were involved and the choosing, the proof of the choice of Shevet Levi and of Aaron. So there's a, after it's all over, the whole story there is over. Korach has gone down and the Jews have been punished and then they prove, there's a proof that Aaron has been chosen because his staff flowers. And then God comes in and, and tells uh, uh, Aaron, what uh, what his role is? Now that we've solved all these all the all the controversy, it says as following. This is Perik Yudchet, pasuk Aleph. God speaks directly to Aaron. No Moshe. Ata uvanecha uveitavicha itach. You and your sons and your the house of your father. The house of his father is Shevet Levi. You and your sons and the house of your father shall bear Avon HaMikdash. You and your sons will, will bear the iniquity of your kahuna. Doesn't make difference what that means. Vegam, second pasuk. Vegam etachecha matei Levi Shevet Avicha hakreivitach. Not just you, but also your brethren. The tribe of Levi, the tribe of your father, bring close with you. V'yilavu alecha, and they will accompany you. V'yishartucha. That word doesn't appear in this week's parsha in Balotcha. This week's parsha it says 
In the second Pasuk I quoted that the Levim are given unto the Kohanim. Here it makes it a little bit more explicit. The purpose of the Levim is to accompany the Kohanim and to serve them. V'yeshartucha. It doesn't say la'avod. I have no word in English to translate la'avod and l'shavet. L'shavet is to serve. Lavod is also to serve. It's to be in servitude too. But it says that the Levim should accompany you when you go before God so that they shall serve you. And then a Pasuk Dalit, V'nilvu Alecha, and they shall accompany you in your work. In other words, they're adjuncts to what you're doing, helping you out. Pasuk Vav, in Perik Yudchet. V'ani, God says, Hinei lakachti t'achichem ha-levi'im. He's speaking to Avon, Aaron and his children. He's speaking to the Kohanim. I have taken your brethren the Levi'im, mitoch b'nei Yisrael, lachem matana netunim l'ashem. Okay, this is a little complicated. To you, they are a gift given to God. Okay, it says netunim l'ashem, but it says lachem matana. I've taken them as a gift to you, to me. So one Pasuk says, the Levim, you, 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 Aaron, you go, take the Levim with you, so that they should serve you. And one Pasuk here says, that they've been given to you a present to be given to God. You have the same two ideas. They're given over to God and they're given over to, the, to Aaron. I, I'm quoting Korach only because of one extra word. The giving of the Levim to Aaron is and they shall serve you. We have here two aspects of the concept of service. Now I have to, a short introduction. The value of a life of service is seriously, seriously been devalued in the modern world. We all were brought up in democracies. We were all brought up with a feeling that all men are equal. We were brought up in a society which very, very, very strongly bases itself on the value of the individual and his rights. And the very word service, or to put it in its equivalent but more objectionable form, servitude, which is close to the word slavery, la'avod is the same root as the word evid, slave, is something which we think is ignoble and, and, and an affront to human dignity. You have to go back years before you'll find someone talking about the, the nobleness of a life of service. And, and we, when we read that, we tend to say, okay, that's, you know, it's Dickens, it's, it's 19, early 1900, perhaps, English stratified, social, socially stratified class society where the lower classes served the upper classes and somehow found their worth in it and that was ridiculous. We know that that's something which should not have been even though it was true then. So my introduction is as follows. Judaism is based on the opposite. Before we'll talk about the Levia. Man finds his nobility in service. Of course, 
I am a totally accepting and enthusiastic product of 20th century Western society. Man finds his nobility in service of God, not in service of the Duke of Windsor. Okay, I agree. But still, that doesn't answer the contradiction or it doesn't resolve the tension. Basically, we've been brought up outside of our Jewish bringing up to devalue the idea of service at all. And we don't think of religious people as being slaves of God. We won't even use the word slaves. And servants doesn't really help that much. To be religious is to... uh, is to be great, is to, is to be imbued with the Spirit of God. So occasionally we still talk about tefillah, the sitter as being the divine service, but we forget, we don't pay attention what the word service means there. We don't really mean that a person, when he daffins, is acting the way the king's household was run in 13th century England, where in the morning people came around the king and, and praised him because they were the servants of the king. We just don't pay attention. That's what the word... That, that's where the English translation of the Siddur as being the divine service, if I remember correctly, from when I was young and we still had British Siddurim or British influenced Siddurim, that's where it comes from. It's a typically English British concept based on the Middle Ages, based on the idea of a, of a class society where the lower classes serve the upper classes. So I'm willing to say, I'm willing to say, I'm, I'm insistent on saying, that for me, there are only two classes, God and humans. But the lower class, humans, serve the upper class. Our parasha, talking about the Levim, who are the class of servants. I mean, I'm souls completely. Mamlechet Kohanim v'goy kadosh. We're all Kohanim. Okay, but within Jewish society, there's a, there's a group of people who have been designated to actually spend their time, full time. It's their profession. It's to be Levim. And they serve God. Lavod et avodat Hashem. And when you scratch the surface, you discover that aside or together or parallel to the being the servants of God, they're the servants of the Kohanim. They serve Aaron. V'yishal tenucha. And they shall serve you. They accompany you. And they serve you. And in fact, they've been delivered Am Yisrael has taken a burden off its own shoulders by taking part of them, taking one group. It's a big honor, but it still sounds like, like uh, it's an honor, but nonetheless, it's the kind of honor you have to think about twice. The Jews have taken them and have given them to the Kohanim so that they don't have to go and do this hard work. And so they're, they're serving, it's Avodat B'nai Yisrael, it's the service of the Jews by serving the Kohanim in the Beit HaMikdash, in the Mishkan. And again, these two concepts appear so closely related, they were, they were within two psukim. And as I saw in Korach, they're even combined into one pasuk. You, they were, I, they've been given to you, the Kohanim, to be given to me. In our case, the psukim are in the opposite order. They've been given to me, says God, and I give them to the Kohanim. And I think there's a very, very, very deep message that's being explained here. This is pshat. It's, it's extended pshat, but it's pshat. 
But the idea that I just mentioned, that I feel that I should reject, that one person should serve another, but that it's not only proper, but it's ennobling, it's the meaning of life to serve God, because God is the true aristocracy. But practically speaking, how does one serve God? Service of God is to, in one way or another, support the presence of God in the world and to do His will. Practically speaking, that isn't really done most of the time or most of its significance by standing on a hilltop and speaking to God and singing God's praise. Practically speaking, that's done by serving Amisa, by serving the Jewish people. Because the Jewish people as a whole are God's presence in the world. They're Am Hashem. And therefore the practical service, the, the, the actions that need to be done, are not to go to the heavenly court and, and, and polish, polish all the silver so assiduously. There is no heavenly court for us in that sense. And there's no silver to polish. But serving God is done by serving Aaron, by serving the Jewish people, by, by, by maintaining and fulfilling and furthering God's goals in the world. And there's no contradiction. Psychologically, we might feel the contradiction. I would say there are three kinds of people. There are some people who don't want to serve anybody. No one tells them what to do and therefore they rebel against God as well. Those people are out of this pasture. They're missing, and I think they're missing the point. The opposite group of people are those who uh, have somehow realized that to serve something greater than yourself is to give your life meaning. And in a natural sort of way, they find a lot of things to serve because they find a lot of things are greater than themselves. And so I once read a book, I think they made it into a movie, about, uh, about a butler in England uh, between the wars when there still was a, a feeling in England of aristocracy and who, who genuinely believes that his purpose in life is to, is to arrange the clothing of the earl in whose household he's serving. Of course, he's very proud to be serving an earl and not just a baron. The higher the person you serve, the better it is, but basically, he's serving somebody, and that's, and that's wonderful. Our thing is in the middle. The only service that is worthy of a man who's created with Selim Elohim is the service of God. To serve another human being, to be a slave, as we were in Egypt, is the opposite of ennobling. It's degrading. It, it, it denies your tzedem elokim. It turns you into a mere utensil, a mere means for another human being, which means you're nobody, you're nothing. But having said that, practically speaking, knowing that you're serving God, that means to agree to eagerly agree to serve anything which serves God 
And therefore, practically speaking, we serve other people. The Gemara speaks of uh, two Chachamim who uh, they received smicha. They became Rabbanim. And they were happy. They thought it was a Yom Simcha. They were going to make, in our terms, we say they were going to make a Kiddush. And the Harav HaMasmich, the Rebbe said to them, a Kiddush? You're not, you're not becoming kings now. You're becoming Avadim Le'am Kelchai. The Gedula, the greatness that you've achieved is that you finally have managed to become the servants of the people of the living God. Before this, you were nobodies. You served yourself, maybe. You weren't in service to any greater ideal. Now you're in service to God. But service of God is not Eved Lashem, or not only Eved Lashem, or practically speaking, on a day-to-day basis, not Eved Lashem. The way to be in Eved Lashem is to be Eved Laam Kel Chai. It's to serve God's purpose in the world. And God's purpose in the world is to subject itself to all sorts of causes which are run by other people or are other people. And to lift up those other people and help them. Because by helping them, you're serving God. The Kohanim are serving God. So for the Levim to serve the Kohanim doesn't contradict that the Levim are serving God. And Avodat B'nai Yisrael doesn't contradict Avodat Hashem. Even though it seems to be opposite directions, it's the same thing. In fact, usually, 95% of the time, maybe even 100% of the time, the only way to serve God is to serve Avodat B'nai Yisrael. The Gemara Dharam has a question. Are the Kohanim, not the Levim, are the Kohanim, should they be seen as, the term used as Shluchim, it doesn't say Avadim, it says Shluchim. Are they the agents of God when they work in the Beit HaMikdash? Or are they the agents of the Jews? In other words, the Kohanim sacrifice for me, my sacrifice, I want to sacrifice, but there's some things I can't do. So the Kohanim do it for me, but they're working for me. Shluchai Didan, they're the agents of us, Shluchim of us. Or are they Shluchim de Rachmana? I brought the Kohanim, and now God takes the Kohanim for me, and God sends the Kohanim to, to do the work, to prepare his meal, so to speak, to run his, run his Beit HaMikdash. So that's, it, it's halachic shayla, which you have to choose one of the two answers. Even though, without going into it, the truth is the answer, it's hard to know what the answer of the Gemara is, and there is a well-known Lam Shavot that says the answer is both. But the Gemara is presented as an either-or either uh, question. But the very fact that it's presented either-or question is, is really my point. It, it's not so di- diametrically opposed as you, as you might think. It's clear that the Kohanim are doing work in the Mikdash to help us serve God. And in that sense, they're serving God. To help me serve God isn't to not have your own goal in life. It's that we serve God. And because the service of God in the world is that the Jews should bring Kobanot or the Jews should do something else. Avodat B'nai Yisrael. And this is something which is something that psychologically it's hard to accept. People want to be people who are good people want to serve God. They understand that their greatness doesn't come from their being better than everything else, but being subjugating yourself, tying yourself, attaching yourself to the source of all truth, to the source of all goodness, to the source of all value. 
That's what it means to be a Tzalem Elohim. It's the grandeur of man to be a Tzalem Elohim, but to be a Tzalem Elohim. To be the image of the one, the one true God. That's our greatness. But it's hard sometimes not to try to take a shortcut. To see myself as, okay, there's only two things in the world. There's me and God. But God's will in the world, the service of God in the world, is to create the kingdom of God. And that means, practically speaking, to serve the Jewish people in one in a million ways. And that's exactly what our Pasha describes. And again in Korach, but we're learning Balotcha today. It describes how the Kohanim are taken, they're separated, they're going to do this full time, they have a special status. But what do you call them? Have they been delivered? Nitunim, nitunim, heimali. Have they been delivered, lock, stock, and barrel, directly onto God? They belong to God? The answer is yes. Practically speaking, what do they do? They serve Allah. What do they do? They're doing Avodat Hashem. Yes. How do they do that? They're doing Avodat B'nai Israel. There is no special status called the servant of God that's divorced from Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael serves God and within Am Yisrael everybody has a different job connected to each other. And all that is the service of God. You'll say to me, of course, there was, you know, there, were, there are people called Avdei Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu is an Eved Hashem. Very, in a very short period of time, we will read the parasha of Aaron, Miriam, and Moshe. When they spoke against Moshe, and God says about Moshe, once, because he's, he's trying to drum it into Aaron and Miriam, the difference, Lo chen avdi Moshe. Not like you and not like other Nevi'im is my servant Moshe. God calls Moshe his servant. That's a special status. Ever Hashem. The end when he dies. Even a higher term. Isha Elohim, the man of God. Yeah, there is such a status. And we should all aspire to it. But the way to get to it, who other than Moshe Rabbeinu can be described as being the servant of the whole Jewish people? He dedicated his life not to sitting and talking to God, sitting and, and, and somehow communing with God, but to, to working with the Jews, to being a, le- a leader, yes, but, but bearing the burden of the Jews. As he will say in this week's partial later on, that the, the burden is becoming too burdensome for him. Because he's, yes, he's carrying them as a mother carries a little baby, nursing him at her best. And that's how the Moshe Rabbeinu feels. And that's really his job. And that's why he's called Lochein Avdi Moshe. He's a servant of God because he accepts upon himself to serve the Jews for 40 years. In the end, he will be called Isha Elohim by doing that. You cannot divorce these two roles from each other because they're, the they're the same exact role. And that, I think, is the, really the point of, uh, of this Pasha, of this part of the Pasha. The, 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 the status of the Levium, they're being separated to be Great servants. To be great before God by working for the Jews, by working for the Kohanim, which is working for God. 
And that's what gives them their special status as Leviim. Same thing is true for the Kohanim, who the word coin means to serve. And ultimately that's true for anyone of the Jewish people. Kolam Hashem. The people of God. We're the people of the God because we serve God by serving Him in this world, by taking upon ourselves obligations which involve not thinking of ourselves, but of serving the purpose, which is other people, whatever God needs in the world, taking care of other people, taking care of God's needs in the world, doing things for the people to serve God, etc., etc., etc. That is the meaning of avdut, avodah, sheirut, mamlechet kohanim, begoy kadosh. Kol tov shabbat shalom.